make fences for the Torah. If anybody discusses the Torah, if we would look at Shabbos, if Shabbos would be the way God says in the Torah, Eli, how would Shabbos look without the Chachamim, without the Rabbanim, just in the Torah? We all would do all the things we would do during the week. We'd all be driving. We'd be driving with our knees. Because in Daraisa, you could do everything with a Shinoi. So Shabbos, all from Jews would be weirdos. You would see the from guy drive by and he's steering the wheel with his knees. And he'd drive by, he'd wave to you. Tesla's, you know, te- I'm, I'm not telling he's driving a Tesla, I'm telling he's driving a regular car and he's driving with his knees. Because according to the Daraisa, you could do everything with a Shinoi. So you, everybody would be going to work, doing every malacha, just binyamin making a shinui. Doing it in a weird way. In Medaraisi, you're good to go. You do it with a shinui, the appropriate weird way, and you could do every single, there's no malacha, that's not usser when you do it with a shinui, kimat. So comes the Rabbanim, and the Rabbanim changed that. Now, why did the Rabbanim change it? Because God told us, Asu make fences for my Torah. The way the Torah is written, one, it would be impossible to keep. Chilol Shabbos would be rampant. Because once you can go up to the line, but not cross the line, we'd all be working. What other chances every single yid wouldn't be Mechalol Shabbos, Chas Vishalom weekly, are basically zero. Because the way the Torah sets the law, we would all be Mechalel Shabbos, Hashem Yerachim. Because you'd be right at the doorstep of Chilol Shabbos. You'd be doing everything you do all week, just with a shinoi, in a way that's permitted. So there'd be no odds for keeping Shabbos, one. And the spirit of Shabbos, where Shabbos is taking us, the sanctity of Shabbos, certainly would not be kept. Where Shabbos is bringing us, sanctity of Shabbos would not be, the experience of Shabbos would not be kept. So comes the Rabbanim and they're commanded, Asu Siyag make a fence for the Torah. Make the Torah keepable. The way the Torah is written, it's not keepable. People will not keep the Torah. Make laws that make the Torah keepable. All of a sudden the Rabbanim say, you can't do a shinui. Uh-uh. <laughs> You can't do the malach and you can't do that's asr mid the rabbanan. And they made a fence for the Torah. They protected and caused the Torah to be keepable. And that's what the rabbanim are supposed to do. Asusi yagla Torah. Make a fence for the Torah. Make it keepable. As a marshal yichud. Let's assume, it's a shaila, let's assume yichud is not an iser daraisa. So, Midaraisa, you can have Yichud with, with somebody who's Asr to marry. The Rabbanan Asu Siyagla Tyra make fences to make the Tyra capable. Midaraisa could have Yichud, but if he has Yichud, he's going to be over. So, the Rabbanan come and they say they make an Isser Yichud. And the role, one of the great roles of the Rabbanan is to make laws that allow the Tyra to be kept. Both the actual law of the Torah to be kept and that allow the spirit of the law where the law is bringing us to be kept. That's asusiyog l'tayra, make fences for the Torah. Each person in their own life also has to make their own siyagim. 
their own ability to allow them to keep the Torah. And my first question that I want to ask everybody here is why did Hashem make the Torah that way? It has to beg the question, why not just write the laws in the Torah in a way that are capable? What is it that you make a Torah that's unkeepable and you ask the Chachamim to add rules, what would hurt? Add those rules and Hashem write in the Torah. Why did you ask man to then make rules that allow it to be kept? What a strange system. It has opened the door for a lot of heresy, a lot of apicarsus. Their entire movements, very, very, from the, from the deepest thorns in our sides, it's Stoichim. The Stoichim who didn't believe in Tarsh Peh. They didn't believe in the oral law, in that which the Chachamim taught us, and expounded on Torah and taught us how to keep the Torah and the Tzadikim knocked out the whole Torah Shabal Peh and a lot as they said, they were skeptical the Torah didn't write that, if God meant it, he would have written it and we know that Tzadikim are wrong we have a Messiah Halach Lameisha Messinai that the Tzadikim are wrong by me, every Bachar has to eat Shalant don't you ever not have a bowl of chalant? You can't have a whole bowl, at least have a bean of the chalant. Chalant is wonderful. Now you wonder that Kayla Shvul on his head, in the middle of talking about, we're talking about chalant. I'm, I guess I am excited Shabbos is coming. It's Thursday, the first Shabbos is man is coming. But of course, chalant is meant to, chalant is emuna, is a bowl of emuna. Emuna is chachamim. When you eat a bowl of chalant, what you are saying, Gersh, when you have a bowl of chalant on Shabbos, is I hold of Torah Peh. That's why chalant is so delightful. It's a bowl of Torah Peh. Chalant says that the tzadikim are wrong. Chalant is so important and vital. Because chalant says that the, that the tzadikim are wrong. Why does chalant say that? Tzadikim, you think most of what the tzadikim hold is a lot of leniencies, because they don't agree to all the Rabbanan. But they have a strictness. Tzadikim don't allow. Tzadikim ate on Shabbos in the dark. Tzadikim only ate cold food on Shabbos and it was freezing. Cold food, freezing and dark. Why did Tzadikim do that? Because the Pasuk says, No fire shall be burning in all your dwelling places on the Shabbos. So Tzadikim said, Hevra, you can't have any fire. That's no heat on Shabbos. That's no, no hot food on Shabbos. And, and no, um, no lights on Shabbos. They, that's what Tzadikim did. Now it's a terrible Shabbos. No hot food. Sitting in the dark. It's funny that you think you're being all from. And you, you're not God-fearing because you look all from and religious. You're God-fearing when you listen to God. And the Rabbanam taught us that when it says don't light a fire beyond my Shabbos, it does not mean that a fire can't be lit. It means you can't actively light one. It does not mean if it's lit before Shabbos, you're allowed to have lights on on Shabbos. You're allowed to have food sitting on a flame under the correct rules the Rabbanam taught us on Shabbos. So we sit in beautiful warm homes on Shabbos, sitting in delightful lighthouses on Shabbos, and eating wonderful chalant. So when you have a bowl of chalant on Shabbos, you have in mind that steikim are wrong, I hold of Tarsha Peh. 
I know the oral Torah, Rebbe the Talmud, Rebbe the Talmud that we've studied, and enjoy your delightful bowl of Shalom. So Asusi Yagla Torah, this that the Rabbanim explain the Torah and expound on the Torah, is a very important part of Torah. And it begs the question is why did Hashem make a Torah that needs the Chachamim, that he asked the Chachamim to be mashlam, so to speak, to make it capable? Why did he make such a Torah that way? It's befuddling. It's so befuddling, it, it, it confused the whole sect of the Jewish people, Hashem Yerachim, that Steichim got all messed up because it was so, it was so confusing to them. And that's my question number one, is why did Hashem make a Torah like that? Question one. Question two, in Avastar Reb Nassim, says on this mission of Asu Siyag L'Torah, Torah is a command to do things to make the Torah keepable by you, to bring yourself to Torah. And in Avastar Reb Nassim, it says, speak shortly. You never want to give a long share about this topic. You'd be very hypocritical. In Avastar Reb Nassim, it says, make a fence for Torah means don't speak too long. It's, a, it's one of the memches kinyani at Torah. Is asu siyog l'dvarech, learn to speak briefly. Don't speak too long. Said the man who repeats himself a lot. Asu siyog Speak short, brief, brevity. Brevity is the soul of wit. Speak short. Don't go on and don't expound too long. Says Abbas Reb Nasnan, Asu Siyag make fences for the Torah. It means give short shiurim. Now every Talmud loves that Abbas Reb Nasnan. Show it to any Rebbe who tends to go over time and gives very boring and long lectures. And if anybody wants to show it to me after the shiur, might be a good idea. But I ask you as follows. The Avast Reb Nassim is explaining a Mishnah. Isn't that weird, this profound Mishnah that says, make the Torah capable, and then like they stoop in, speak short. I have this pet thing, Yaakov Koch, I have this personal thing that I'm joined, big people, the Malbim has this a lot. I, I like... You often learn a pasuk in the Torah, and there's pshat in the pasuk, Ariel, and then there's some drash, and it's like when Hashem said this. Now, like he, he hinted to something else. I always like finding that Hashem is telling me the drash works together with the pshat. It's taking me somewhere, Eitan. Here I read a Mishnah, and the Mishnah says, "Make the Torah that you could live with the Torah." Asusi the Torah. Comes Avis to Reb Nassim Bensi and it gets a little cute. Don't speak too long. It's like a cute way of remembering it. They stooped in. The Mishnah saying, Make fences for the Torah. Make laws that cause the Torah to be capable, Akiva. And all of a sudden, we have this cute pshat. We have this cute pshat that says, Don't speak too long. Speak briefly. So it's like a cute thing, Momo, they stopped in this Mishnah. So I want to say as follows. We sit and learn Torah every single day here. That daily we learn Torah 3.30 to 4.30, maybe 4 to 5, 4.35. Then we sit and learn Torah 3.30 to 4.30. And we certainly learn many things in the Torah, Momo, but we definitely have our themes we have things that are important to us. This idea, we're early in this man. 
but a very important Zman, and a Zman we were headed towards Kabbalah Satira. There's something that motivates me a lot. There's a Pasuk in the Tyra about Tyra that to me is ever important. When the buses pull up in September and we pull up now in this precious man, I want any guy who ever walks out of the yeshiva to, to feel this Pasuk, is the truth of this Pasuk. And the Pasuk is, Ki Taira is very close to us. Now I want to talk, Eli, about both those components. It's in your mouth and your heart to perform the Taira. I want to explain. The first step that externally I can keep the Torah is a Chiddush alone. We all have some laws in the Torah that we're not convinced we can keep it. Can I really? And it's the great question that confronts any person. Am I capable of keeping the Torah? Now, by the way, it doesn't mean in one second. It means you can come to it. So there's one Chiddush. Beficha means externally, with your mouth. Externally, we are capable of keeping the whole Torah. Now, by the way, you might ask, there are mitzvahs that a Yisrael can't do. So I like that it says you could do it with your mouth. We know if you learn Torah on a mitzvah, counts you did the mitzvah. So in some way, whether externally you do the mitzvah, you learn the Torah of the mitzvah, we're capable of externally doing every mitzvah. That alone is a great chiddush. It says in the Torah not to speak Lashon Hara. That's a tough one. And Hashem says, we're capable. Now I don't say a guy this minute's capable of never speaking Lashon Hara. I don't think that would be a truth. I think he's capable of working, of growing, of becoming. There's a process. But he's capable to become the person the Torah was written for us and we are capable of externally keeping the Torah. That's a Chiddush alone. But then there's the second Chiddush. The second Chiddush is, like, is the reason probably for this yeshiva. At least one of the reasons. And the second Chiddush is so not believed by a guy pulling up on the bus to yeshiva it's what, it's, it, it drives me that a Bacha should know the truth of this. And Bilvav Chalasaisai means, Bilvav Chalasaisai means, picture a kid sitting in school and he's sitting and the Rebbe's giving a shear. And he's like speaking and the kid is like just totally disconnected from sheer, he's like bored and disengaged. And the Rebbe's like, Rabbi Yisai, the guy said, he has the word geschmack, like enjoyable. The Dodgers lost last night. The Mets lost. He's like frustrated, whatever. In his mind, geschmack. He doesn't feel geschmack. He's not drawn. He's not excited. And what worries, when he gets to his deepest worries, thoughts, is the Rebbe addressing, is the Tyre even talking about the things that I find the most pressing in my life? He's worried about friendships by recess. He doesn't get chosen in the baseball game. He doesn't, he doesn't feel good. He's lonely. At nights, I picture some guy in a shear having trouble in his dating life. I, I don't know what's going on by him. Think about the real practical worries of his life and then the shear. 
Do those two things connect? And it says about Torah, Bilvav your heart can connect to this. Who you are, what you worry about, what you dream and think of connects to Torah. Torah connects to you. Bilvav There's a Torah that who you are, what's dear to you, what's your deepest fears, your deepest worries and concerns, and that which lives the most real inside of you, Bilvav can absolutely marry Torah. Can compassionately connect, can feel understood by the Torah and, and the Torah understood by it. Who we are, this drives me to run a yeshiva, drives me to connect there myself and to, and to try that, 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 that together as a chabura we can live the words bilvav chalasaisei. It may be one of the great speeches ever given by a guy in the yeshiva. Maybe, definitely in the pantheon of speeches, Daniel Munchik made a seum last year in his house in five towns. It was died in a very, very elevated matzav. Some of the chevra here, I look around, was there. Incredible seum, a display of chavivas and chashivas atayr. Just a gorgeous covered atayr. He made a seum in his house. Beautiful scene with music and the food at that scene. Beautiful display, Kavratur. And Daniel spoke at his scene. And for anybody there, I know my kids and I have referenced back that speech. And what Daniel said about his experiences with Torah and described that I'm not just shocked. I'm, I'm, do, I'm living Torah. Okay, I'm living Torah. I can't say that's what shocks me. He described Bilvav Chalasaisei. He described the sense that internally I'm, I'm, I'm energized by this. I'm connected and love it. He described in his speech in a lot better ways than I could do right now, that I've connected it to it in a profound, deep ways. An honest person described it with a lot of tears and it was, it was, imp- it was powerful. He gave a speech of Bilvav Chalasaisei. And to me, that's a very important statement about Torah. Very important words that, that Hashem says in His Torah. And I want to suggest, Hevra, that the Torah was purposely made in a way that a man, it's not this absolute set of laws. There are absolute laws! Absolute! Made by God, not negotiable. However, there's work for man to do to bring himself to make it capable. Hashem gave man a task to make his own set of laws, the Rabbanans, that allow him to keep the Torah's laws. It's not this, there's, there's a whole avoida of connecting yourself to it. It's not just laws and these are the laws. You have a whole work after the laws to bring yourself and attach yourself to the laws. This point that we're supposed to connect and relate to Torah, that it's not just this laws and that's it. That's it. You know, we can sit there and be martyrs our whole life. If the task was, this is what it said and deal with it. This is what we said. This is what God said and deal with it. And then it doesn't matter who you are. 
It doesn't matter. There, we all know environments and societies in the world. This is the laws because we said so. Who I am, who cares who you are? We know many environments which they say to you, who cares who you are? This is the law. In Hashem's law, which is not, it's not saying who, care, who, who, who cares who you are. It's the creator of us created the law and says about the law that it's close to you. And a matter of fact, you have a whole task to bring yourself, to create yourself, to make laws themselves that bring you to the law. Because there's a whole job of marrying the Torah and the Yid, the Yid and the Torah. So there's the law and then the law to bring us to the law. This, the, the Rabbanans, the activity of man that allows himself to be a good shidduch with Torah. That's Asusi Yag Torah. That's the fences, the job, the work of the person himself to take him with human frailty. With all the human, don't do this, but I'm, oh, so if I do, I do this, and, and the Rabbanan figure out, and we figure out after the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan did on a certain level, and Asusiyag Latayr for each individual, with his own understanding of how he can bring himself, how he can find in himself, of how he can connect after he listens to the Torah, after he listens to the Chacham, of course, that are absolute laws. But within himself, he connects and relates and brings himself in a profound way to Torah. So I want to suggest, Rabbi Say, that in Abbas the Reb Nassim, where it says to speak short, so it sounds like such a cute, like, chap, Rebbeim speak short, is part of the same suggestion, that said to the Chachamim, speak in a brief way, so first of all, the Rebbe has to reflect Torah. My son Manny taught me, the Rebbe reflects Torah. So the Torah was written, and the person connects to it, the Rebbe should give it the same. Don't say a lot, be the derech of Torah, say a little, and allow the Talmud to connect to Torah. There's a whole task, don't say everything. It's not universal, this, it's there's a Torah and each Talmud has his way of bringing himself there like the Torah itself. So the speaking short is not like a side point, like a cute chap of the Mishnah, a Mishnah which says there's a whole process to connect and bring yourself and find your connection to Torah. So Rabbanim, speak short. Understand that each Talmud has his own unique way of connecting to the Divrei Torah. Mirror the Torah that you're representing, Rebbe. That perhaps is what is going on in Avastri Reb Nassim. Asusiyah speak short. I want to, I want to, if, now that you understand this, there's a shtick. I don't want to call shtick. I don't want to call shtick. There's, there's a, there's a very important approach to Avais. And Avais goes very interesting. It describes the Messiah Satira, and then it brings different statements from different greats in our history. And there's a derech to connect the different statements they used to teach. In this Mishnah, it says the Anshe Knesset Agdola, the men of the great assembly, they were the last Nevi'im in Klal Yisrael. 
And the Anshei Knesset Sagdal, the men of the Great Assembly, they actually composed the earliest Sefer we have in our history is the Siddur. The Siddur is the earliest Sefer we have. It was composed by Anshei Knesset Sagdal, these greats. And the Anshei Knesset said three things. Now I assure you they said a lot more than three things. But there are three points that seem to have been their most important points they wanted to give over. Now there's a style in Avais to connect those three things. Whenever you see, now they could be unconnected statements. I don't say you're married to this idea. But there's an idea that a lot of the mefarshim of Avais connect the central ideas of their life. And Nan Sheikh Nasadol said three things. I want to connect point two and point three. Point three was making fences for the Torah. Bring yourself to the Torah. The Torah has laws that need your laws to become a shidduch. And point number two is Hamidu Talmidim Harbe had many students. Did anybody here ever hear around Shas, there's a term, Nasata, I want you to get these words, Ariel. There's words around Shas, Shimi. It says, Hamidu Talmidim Harbe have many students. Yosef, there's a terminology in Shas that says, Nasata Dvarecha L'Shiurim. Does anybody know what that expression means? Nasata Dvarecha L'Shiurim. So what does it mean? In Shas, the word Shmuley mean, Nasat Rech L'Shiyurim, is when you say something and you, you didn't clarify, I still don't know how much. You, you try to bring clarity and I have the same disclarity. The Mishnah says, have many students. How many? When was I yet so many? <laughs> you haven't taught me anything. If we have some debate, I had a Machleik Israel Oberlander, how many guys should be in the yeshiva. We had a very serious conversation. We ran the yeshiva together for a number of years, and we had serious debates how many guys should be in the yeshiva. And one can argue very strongly, he said very strong things, that more guys has less attention from Rebbeim, and he said very intelligently to have less guys, and I had svaras that if a guy can succeed, you do more guys. It's a complicated machloik, as you can imagine. Could, we, could I point to this Mishnah? The Mishnah says, have a lot of Talmudim. We'll have the very same debate we had yesterday, what's called a lot. You haven't told me anything. <laughs> have a lot. Okay, so it's a lot is six. 23, 110, 150, 200. <laughs> when are you yates a lot? When did you cross? Okay, so if the, and if you, the mission didn't clarify anything, so what did the mission really teach me? Have a lot of Talmudim. The words in Shas that it would ask, Srili, am I right? That's what Nasata Dvarech L'Shiyurim means? Around Shas, it says the words, Nasata Dvarech L'Shiyurim. Does it mean that you, I think it means that you haven't clarified anything to me. Like this Mishnah says, Hamidu Talmidim Harbi have many students. By not giving me a number, Eli, I'm no smarter than I was yesterday. Did you learn anything, Eli? The Mishnah says has a lot of students. What's the obvious question? How many is a lot? And if I don't know the answer, so what did the Mishnah really teach me? I'm no smarter than before I learned the Mishnah. Have many students. Thank you. (laughs) 
Nasata is that is really is that what it means around Shas? Can you check that up? I'm curious what it means around Shas. The Gemara says a three-word kasha. Nasata dvarech l'shiurim. Bensi, I think that's what it means. Let's see if I'm right. You find one place it says it. We'll do the obvious thing. We'll look up art scroll. They don't. How, how, it's not spelled the way. You have a place that says it. Please get an art scroll, Shimler. Let's. Basra, folio twenty nine. Side A or side B, Shimler. I think it's got side A. Side A one, two, or three. Thank you, Shimler. It should be here. What? Right at the top, you said? What did you say? It's on 29, side A. Says arts goes translate the words what nasat rech shiurim. Need to turn on uh, here. Sounds like it means that it changes change every time. Right. Said so I don't. If so, you have subjugated your ruling to constant evaluation. I assume that means the sages generally handed down rulings that should apply in all cases and not have to be adjusted according to the circumstance of visual case it is flawed the way I understand it the way I understand you haven't taught me anything if I have to figure it out have many students if we're always going to debate now this is more than many what's many I haven't been told anything that's how I understand the question. Nasata tverech l'shiurim. Arts girl saying you're going to always need to reevaluate. Lcharde say, is that what it's saying? Chaim Tzvi. That's how I understand it. So what does it mean? I have many students, my friends. Ellie, you hear what I'm asking? So, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I think it means, Ellie, to have many students. This is what I think, and by the way, then you'll understand why it's connected. They said, have many students and asu siyag Torah. Bring yourself to Torah, have many students. So it sounds like two different facts. I want to say have many students means, I always love Rebbeim and Yeshivas, that the graduates look very different. I think it's a big cash on a yeshiva if the graduates tend to be very much alike. Now, everybody will say they're all different. Yeah, I know they have different ears or something. I'm talking about different in profound ways. Really deep and profound differences. I can think of environments that would fail this test. The students tend to be very, very similar. And I could think of environments that seem to succeed. The students are very different. And what I want to say, many students is not talking about a number. 
Because if it's talking about a number, I still don't know how big a yeshiva should be. It's talking about a type of place that has many types of students. How many types of students should you have? As many bachram as there are in the yeshiva. So it doesn't need a number. If there's seven guys, there should be seven types of students. And if there are a hundred, there should be a hundred types. Hamidu talmidim har many talmidim. Because everybody's unique, everybody's unique, it matters who the person is. It's not just an absolute tire that just trucks whoever you are. There's a system of taking yourself with your kaiches, with your type, with your nisyanis, and attaching to the tire. Of course the tire is absolute, but so is the human being. And the two absolutes are a shidduch. And each person's own nikudais become connected to Tyre and shine differently. Each person's process of, 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 of grabbing the Tyre, of connecting to the Tyre, it's going to look different, as each human being is different. And Amidu Talmidim Harbe doesn't talk about a number, how many guys should be accepted, but it's saying within your institution have many type of Talmidim. Hamidu Talmidim Harbe are many Talmidim. They should be very, very different because the Torah is so different. So then Hamidu Talmidim Harbe understanding that the human being has to be brought who he is, as he is, to the Torah. That there's a process of a person connecting in a profound way to Torah. Is Hamidu Talmidim Harbe as well of many types of students. And perhaps Anshe Knesagdol and Hamidu Talmidim Harbe mean to say a many students. And the many students is different types, understanding. You're not trying to produce one, one he's the, he's the, who's the Spitz. There's a word like the, who's the Spitz guy. Who's the, he's the guy. This is, this is the product. It's not like that. It's not like that because as, me, each, as each person is different, their own connection and relationship and the way the shidduch for them entire works is going to look different based on each person because it matters each person. It was even written in a way that the person themselves has to create a whole set of laws to bring themselves. The way I connect the tire is going to be different when you connect the tire. And the tire was written that there's work to be done for me to bring myself to it and for you to bring yourself to it. It was written that way, Asu Siyagla Tyra. In different generations, we'll bring ourselves differently to it. And different people have different processes to connect to the tire, depending on who I am and who you are. So that will be Hamidu Talmidim Harbe, to have many, many, to have many, many students. It's so hard, the task of any yeshiva, because, because the uniqueness of a person matters, what does the Torah say about teaching Torah? V'shinantam levanecha, teach your children. The chiyav's on a tata to teach his sons. Why teach your children? The ikar din is to teach your children. Why not? Why? 
teaching sounds like something. Why didn't Hashem write in the Torah, Rabbi, teach your Talmidim. It says, teach your children. Now the Iker chives on a father to learn with his son. Rabbi Yeshua ben Gamla made, in, made a situation in Klai Yisrael. Many fathers were not capable of teaching their children. There were many Yisayimim. So he created a yeshiva. And the Sifri tells us that Banechas elu talmidim. But the words of the Torah v'shinantam levanecha. What that says to me is that chinuch can never be institutionalized. You can never create an institution. An institution is, this is the way we run. This is what it says. Who cares about you? You're sitting in that class. You might have ADHD. You might have all different types of questions and frustrations and feelings. And you know, does, the, does what I'm learning care about my feelings? And the answer is a resounding yes. Vishinantam levanechas, the tzura of learning Torah, is a father who has a deep understanding of his son. How many guys in yeshiva I've pushed over the years speak to dad? Many, many guys would be shocked how the one in the world who most understands their private frustrations, many people would be shocked because they're so, they feel so different than dad. But often the one in the world who most gets your most private, secretive, hidden fears and frustration is your tata. Because don't tell anybody, he probably has a lot of similar things because you come from somewhere. Now how many people after many years of hiding at one point say, Dad, there's something I want to share. And the father's like, yeah, I've struggled with that my whole life. And, the kid, and they talk a real conversation of deep and profound struggles. And the Torah is written, teach your son. You know that person that you deeply understand, that you've watched, you've raised, and he's a piece of you? In the words of Reb Tzadik Akayin, your kid is your deepest secrets. That's who your child is. So you know that kid who's that secret you never told anybody, and now he's your son? Your great secret becomes your son. So now look at your son and teach him Torah. You who understand you who care about that which he's bothered by, you who know who he is, what he is, teach him Torah. From that place of understanding, from that place of knowing, it's karavei lecha, b'ficha, Any yeshiva that's following Rabbi Shua ben Gamla has to understand that you're b'mkayim a father. And the understanding that you're teaching your ben are you, are, you, are you focused and bothered to get him to understand them? I went with a walk with a Bacher today and I was sharing a perspective that I've seen in this Bacher. He said, like, how do you know? Like, make a taste you know that. And the answer is because I want to study Torah with him. I can't teach him Torah if I don't know him like a Ben. Because v'shinantam levanecha. If you don't take the time to understand to see, to perceive, so how could you teach him? It says, teach your children, Torah. It's not a dry subject that this is what it says and it doesn't take into account who you are, what you are and the Torah are supposed to be merged, are supposed to connect in a very deep and profound way. The Torah speaks to our deepest fears. The Torah guides them, uplifts them, is relevant to them. And as such, any teaching of Torah has to acknowledge an awareness of this person. I told the guys this years ago that I, 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 I wish I could meet this, but I've only met him once in my life. I was in Baltimore for a yeshiva function, and a guy drove me. I would love to meet him again. If 
he listens to the shiurim, I hope he texts me. I want to meet him again. And a fellow drove me from the parlor meeting to the train station. I have like a fierce independence. It's probably sickness and I have to work on it, but I'm pretty fiercely independent and I don't like to be driven places at all. I drive, I'm not the type to have a driver, I like being independent. And the guy wanted to meet in Baltimore and Be'emes, I was Ubering, I decided to train. But a train, you don't feel, like, even though there's a guy driving the train, you don't feel, you feel pretty independent. And I did train that time and even that's like a concession. But this, so I was going to Uber to the train and train home. And this guy wanted to meet. It was very hectic function in Baltimore. And the only possibility of minutes was from the meeting, from the place of the function to the train station. So he drove. And this guy drove. And on the way, he read me a poem. A poem he wrote to his Rebbe. He read it by heart. He was an older guy, way out of yeshiva. But he remembered a poem. And this beautiful Yid wrote, the basic of the poem was, if you don't understand me, how can you teach me? That was the basic of the poem. I can't agree with him more. I can't, I think Vishina, I think he, his poem was brilliant. What would, I would give a lot to have that poem. I don't remember the guy's name, to be honest. I should. We would spend five minutes of our life together, but unfortunately, I don't remember his name. And I'd love one day to reconnect to this precious Yid, very special Yid, but he read a poem to me. And in the poem, basic of his poem was, if you don't understand me, how can you pretend to teach me? Can you really even teach me if you don't know who I am? And I can't agree with him more, and I think Hashem agrees with him, because I think that's what it says, Vishinantam Levanecha, teach your children. That kid who you're attuned and get and understand because it matters what he's thinking. It matters who he is. It's not just a dry subject, take it or leave it. It's not like that. So, so this idea, Rabbi say of, 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 of not institutionalizing Torah, it's so complex. Because how do we do it? Like Rabbi Shua ben Gamla is a goinus. You can't turn a yeshiva into a secular school. You just can't. It can't be done. It's not Torahic then. A secular school is with studying man, like a, a, a kid's feelings, and it, it doesn't. One plus one equals two. Be quiet, kid. It's, just behave. Just behave. I would rather, if I had two choices, a guy during Sheer Eli, one is a guy's neatly just behaving and he's quietly listening in Sheer but he's totally disconnected to what's saying, or a guy is throwing spitballs in Shia. Of course I want a guy to throw spitballs. I want a guy to present him. When we speak in yeshiva of no coats by Shia, we want a person to present himself. Take off your coat, take off your walls, take off, present yourself, who you are, with what you are, is supposed to connect to Torah. So that's Amidu Talmidim Harbeit, to have many kinds of students. It's saying that it can't be turned institutionalized where you have one student. In, in a secular school, there really is only one student. They're not Talmidim Harbi. There's one test and one idea. And, and who can be that student? We all compete to be the guy. And you have the guy who's in first place in being, the one, in being that student. Valedictorian in most yeshivas means he won the... F- Valedictorian is just a way of saying you won the race. You were the one student. Salutatorians, you were in second place to be that student. And then the guy, who, the non-winners, maybe the, you know, the, 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 the runner-ups are the third place. That's an institution of one student. The valedictorian, he's the student. 
That's, oh, he's the guy. Salute to and you finish every race as a second place guy also. You finished in second place. Then you have a few runner-ups and then the people who finished in last. That's a secular institution who has one student. But a yeshiva is a place, Hamidu Talmidim Harbi. There must be many students. There must be many, there's many kinds, as many people as there are in yeshivas, as many students there are. If that's what the mission is saying, it's not Nasatat Varechel Shiurim. It's not that I don't know what many is. The many is as many students there are in the school. The mission has actually said something. So that's the pshat that I wanted to share with the Chevron. I absolutely have to share a song, have to sing a song together. Obviously, the song is But then I very good Momo. But then I want to. But then I want to end with a quick point. Something a quick quick point. I want to talk about Shabbos very very briefly. To end really, I want to talk about Shabbos briefly. But let's sing Kikarve Lecha Daver Ma'id. Chaim Tzvi, if you can please key us. Could you pull a chair here? I want you to sing the high part. Da 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 da.